listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Everybody and welcome to Alive Again Pet Loss Radio on PetLifeRadio.com, and we're really glad you joined us today because we have podcasts that talk about everything. We have a buffet of subjects on pet loss, transition, life after death, afterlife, and much, much more. In addition to animal communication and animal connection techniques, and we have a Facebook group where we ask a round of questions. And we had two winners in that group, and they were Frankie Johnson and Bill Reeve, and they're joining us today to ask their questions and talk about their experiences and share them. So hopefully will expand your awareness and you'll feel like you're with kindred folks and folks who don't think you're crazy. Now, if all of this talking gets in your way, go over to YouTube and you can watch us and we have questions and answers over there. Yeah, we're a busy bunch every week with a new episode answering your questions and you can send them to Brent at PetLifeRadio.com or on my website, www.brentatwater.com or in our Facebook group or on Instagram, Twitter and Pinterest. So we're everywhere, everywhere. There's no excuse for your question not to get answered. And we thank you so very much for listening to us, for visiting our YouTube Pet Loss TV, and for reading our blog because it's global and we have over 51,000 global members and growing in our group. So don't say no habla espanol or no habla inglés. We got somebody that can translate what you're listening to and we welcome you. And these podcasts you can listen to 24-7 and to get you through till the next day so we can talk to you. So that's why we're the number one resource for pet loss in the world. Frankie is our resident bereavement counselor, and we certainly thank her for being here today. And she's got some questions. And the first question I see here, if you want to read it to us, is if the furry siblings of the pet that transitioned can see, sense, feel that transitioned pet. Now, I want to say something, and you're going, what is all this verbiage you're talking too fast? I'm going to let Frankie read it. But the reason you hear her use the word transition, we'd like you to start using that word. Don't say pet death. Say my pet transitioned. Or even passing is better because that means he's passing through life into another life. It's death of the fursuit and transition of the living energy. And on that, we're going to take a break for our sponsors. Be right back and have Frankie tell us about her question. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. When a beloved pet crosses the Rainbow Bridge, why not create a living memorial with a bio-urn tree? Bio-urn is an affordable green burial option that grows your chosen tree. Pay tribute to your beloved companion with a circle of life memorial that blooms eternal. Your bio-urn kit comes with everything you'll need and is simple to prepare. Good for our planet, for our pets, and for the people who love them. Visit BioEarnForPets.com. B-I-O-U-R-N, the number four, P-E-T-S dot com. Listen, cat people, it's just litter. Until you realize those big boxes mean big smells, big messes, and big money. 
Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter with concentrated power. It guarantees less smells, less work, all with less litter. Try the small bag that lasts one cat 30 days and you'll realize it's just litter. Unless it's World's Best Cat Litter. Find it at Target, Walmart, and at your local grocery and pet stores. Active for Pets is a new wellness platform and app that helps pet parents save time and money on their vet bills. Stop paying for unnecessary vet treatments. Consult with a vet online. Get unlimited access to your pet's entire health history from any computer or smartphone with the Active for Pets app. Vaccinations, medications, test results, and more. Active 4 Pets gives you access to a team of expert vets for non-emergency care. Make an appointment before, during, or after office hours. Skip the waiting room and get a secure online vet consult on your schedule. Taking care of your pets is as easy as it gets with Active 4 Pets. Ready to try Active 4 Pets? Listeners get 40% off a one-year membership. To get this great offer, use promo code PETLIFE on the sign-up page of Active4Pets.com. That's A-C-T-I-V, the number 4, P-E-T-S, dot com. Or call 888-512-2848. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back. All right, Miss Frankie, if you'll read us your question, and we'll have Bill give you a fabulous example of what's going on. Okay, wonderful. Well, my question is, if the furry siblings of the pet that transition can sense, see, feel the transition pet, are they also mourning the loss of the fur body, even though they know the transition pet is still here? Okay, hold on right there. Bill, tell us about your pets and what happened after their, I guess it was their brother or sister, or litter mate, or pack no, mate it was a, passed. It was a big sister. Yeah, okay. Sweet Maya, she uh, passed on February 23rd of this year. And, and she, was she was a border collie. Years old. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> And uh, we've got another 14-year-old border collie, Cheyenne, who just really lost it. The whining, the crying, she stopped eating. Uh, it even got so bad at uh, one point where she couldn't go out and take care of her business out back unless I was there and actually petting her head. She was just oh. right up against me. Fortunately, her aim was good. That's good. But, Keep your uh, shoes clean. Yeah, that, that was good. And then at one point, I decided to let her outside on her own to see what she would do, and she sat in the center of the yard and howled. And that was all she would do. So I took her to the vet, and the vet put her on antidepressants. And they seem to have helped. We're kind of beginning to wean her off of them a little bit. But they're still the whining. She and her two sisters will still go sit in front of Maya's crate, and they'll whine a little bit, and then mope off into the next room. One of her other dogs, the youngest of the bunch, she uh, suddenly got aggressive, very, very aggressive. Do you think and, that she uh, was trying to assume the uh, alpha role? Or this, she was she taken was. out. She was just mad that her her fellow littermate, you know, her fellow, I guess you would say, family member. That's what it is. Her family member has gone, and she was just being angry. Like Frankie, don't humans express anger? Isn't that one of the five? Yeah. What are the five things of grief? Anger, yeah, denial. See, I don't follow those real close. So um, yeah. there's anger, denial, bargaining. My goodness. That'll work. Yeah, but don't, do you think, Bill, that anger, she was angry or just trying to take the alpha role because their family member was no longer there? I think it was a little bit of both. Uh, yeah. I've seen in the past dogs of mine that have decided to take on the alpha role. 
Really? And they do get a little aggressive, but this one was above and beyond. Okay. Uh, it was really, really rough. And I ended up taking her to the vet and, once again, some antidepressants. And then our third dog just stopped eating altogether. And uh, about the time I was going to pick her up and take her to the vet as well, she started kind of start coming out of it on her own. But even to this day, they will go by her crate, which I haven't had the heart to take away yet. Can't make myself do it. And they'll sit there and they'll cry at the crate a little bit. And they'll move into the living room. And as the day progresses, they'll, they'll get a little better. But uh, like I said, we're trying to wean Cheyenne off of her uh, antidepressants is not something you can just stop on the, on a dime, and uh, the vet says it's not safe to take them off of it after they've been on it a while without weaning it down. But uh, we definitely had the cry fest all over the house for quite a while, uh, not just me and my wife, but uh, all three of the other girls. Did it make you even sadder to see the other four-footed family members being so depressed? Did that add to your depression? Uh, yeah, uh, it did, because, you know, we're sorry that Maya was gone, but at the same time, you start feeling bad for the ones that are there, and it was hard to start celebrating Maya's life while I was still dealing with the other three that obviously weren't in celebration mode at all, and uh, trying to keep them comforted and let them know how important they still are, and it's it's been a process. Wow. Now, Frankie, does your dog have a fit when Bear Man left? Well, she turned, and you were talking about aggressive, she got more assertive with the other cats. The first couple weeks, I could tell she was a bit depressed, but then she started protecting her stuff, like protecting her toys, didn't want them near her stuff, just kind of like, get away from my stuff, but never hurt them. And she wasn't like that before. She also started doing this hiding under the bed, and then I would call her out, and she would be okay, but if I couldn't find her, she was under the bed. And I just thought, I wonder, like, is she mourning? They had quite the connection. I do know that. But is she mourning the loss of Bear's fur body? Because I was under the assumption they can still feel the transition pet there. So I wasn't quite sure what she's mourning, what she was mourning. First, an animal mourns the physical presence of the pet that was there, just like a human being does. I had a dog that tried to dig up his calico cat three different times until I had to put enough rocks on top of the grave that he would not go dig up the cat and bring me the cat's corpse because the cat was supposed to be in the house with everybody else when we came in at night. And because the cat wasn't there, friend decided the best way to get the cat was to dig him up and bring him in. So we were all one little happy family inside the house. That didn't work too good. So I think one of the things that is good, which I noticed, Bill, that you didn't have is... I have found that if you show the living pets or let them be aware of the deceased pet's body so they can smell it and understand that it is a discarded fursuit, they they tend to be less depressed for a shorter period of time because animals live on instinct and they understand because they've hunted to live and they live on their intuition of sensing. They understand that death is a process of life more than we, when we're grieving, I mean, even though, you know, Bear Man passed and Myla passed, we grieve as humans, which is a human emotion, but animals, although they mourn, understand it as a cycle of life more readily than we do. And I think when you don't allow the animal to literally be aware of the deceased body, it shortens their perception of the cycle of life and therefore can create a longer depressive period 
or a longer mourning period because they're wondering where are they instead of acknowledging that the cycle of life has occurred. Because did not, Bear didn't come home from the vet. See, neither did Bill's dog, did he, Bill? No, took her in uh, that morning and by noon she was gone and just did not have an opportunity to, to come back at all. And I think that that had they both been, because when friend died, I laid friend there and I allowed the other two dogs and our family members to come up and smell friend. And they both sort of sniffed him and they lowered, it was really interesting, they lowered their eyes and they lowered their head and they sort of like walked out and went to the other end of the house and just sort of laid down quietly and stayed really quiet for about two days. And they didn't look for him at all because they had seen him. They had sensed the cycle of life that had occurred and they just sort of went away. But they were very quiet for two or three days. It was like they were honoring his presence. And of course, I was a screaming idiot. So they probably were staying out of my way because I was so upset. But I think that that alone was one of the reasons that helped them understand because that's built in an animal's psyche. Think about all the, you know how you talk about elephants will circle an animal who's sick and when they die, they'll circle them. And I know that I had an incident where there were geese, there were like uh, 20, 30 geese, and they had two little goslings and the goslings were fighting. And I watched this, and one of the goslings hit the other gosling and literally broke its neck, and it laid down in the grass and struggled and kicked, which just tore my heart out. But all the geese circled around this little gosling that was dying, and I wanted to go out there and try and move the circle away from them so I could see if I could save the baby, but I could tell with their intent there was no way they were going to let me there. And after the gosling died, then very quietly all the geese left one by one, and got went back and got into the river, except the mother. And the mother stayed with the little dead goose for about two or three hours and just would make a cry, like a wail. And then she sort of waddled to the edge of the river and would look back. And at that time, I thought, okay, I'm going to go out. And so I took the shovel and picked him up and said a prayer over him and laid him down to the edge of the river. And she came up and just sort of sat with him and then went off. So I think that it's important to let, if you can, family members acknowledge the cycle of life process so that it's closure for them instead of having them walk around looking for and seeking like, well, they're going to be home any minute now, aren't they? And I think that because when you board dog at facilities and cats and sometimes you separate them or you go off on a trip and you come back, that has a little imprint in their mind that they're thinking, Okay, well, they're just gone for a little while. And I think, Bill, you know, with yours, where they go in and sniff the cage, maybe they think that she's just gone off for a little while. Of course, now a little while has gotten much longer, but, you know, she's gone off for a little while and she'll be back. And I think that's why there's a lack of closure there. And, you know, if your dog just loved Bear Man so much, it's like, well, if I hide under the bed, I'll wait till Bear Man gets back. And then as soon as he does, I'll come back out and we'll play again and I'll feel safe. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, obviously Bear Man was the alpha in the home. And the yeah. reason he had to protect the toys was, well, Bear Man's not here to, what's the word, to monitor the other cats from stealing my toys. So now I have to do it because Bear Man would have set them straight. You know, he would have set them straight in less than a heartbeat. So I think that that's one of the reasons that depression comes in pet family members is because they don't have that closure that inherently is born in their life structure, I guess that's the way to say it. And you ask, do they know and feel the deceased pet's energy. Well, yes, because okay. by now, I'm sure that Bill's dogs are, they're sniffing, but they're not staying as much at the crate. Is that correct, Bill? 
Yeah, that's correct. It's sort of like like walking by and saying, I acknowledge your life and still cruising on. Whereas before, they were probably searching for her. And I think that once the energy of the living energy comes back, you can actually see them sometimes playing with what they call a pretend friend. I have had several people who said after their pet died, they would go in with the other pet family members and they would see them playing, you know, they get in the play mode with the little feet down, the little rear ends up and barking. And you thought, okay, they've lost their mind. Well, what they were really doing is playing with their imaginary friend who happened to be the deceased pet from the other side visiting. And a lot of pets won't take the position like go in the crate or sleep in the spot of the sofa or get near the pillow or on the spot on the bed where the deceased pet is. And they think, well, they're just honoring. Not only are they honoring him, it's because the deceased pet is probably still in that spot on the bed or on the pillow sleeping with you. And I think, did you just have that incident, Frankie, with Bear coming to sleep with you? No, I had it with another cat, actually, where Uh, my cat would not jump up on the bed and jumped up on the end of the bed and looked where the other cat was sleeping. That was Bear that did that, my cat before him passed. And uh, he would not sleep where my other cat, Mr., had been sleeping, and he just stared at the spot. He knew he was there. Do you think that by Bear knowing that your other cat had passed, that he took less time to mourn because he did sense him energetically? Now that looking back on it, yes, after talking about this, yes, I think he did. Bill, have you ever had that occurrence in your household? To some degree, yeah. Well, like uh, right now with uh, the two younger puppies, they are getting more and more normal, but they will not they will not lay on her pillow that we keep in the living room for them. We figured one of them would take it over, but uh, none of them will touch it. And uh, like you say now, I hadn't thought about it before. Maybe, maybe she is there. Well, I think what you ought to do is go over there and ask, are you here? Or you can try, for those of you who are listening, we have a technique in my book, How to Feel your pet on the other side. So maybe, Bill, it would be good for you to do that exercise, our technique, and go over and feel in the bed to see if she's laying there because you will be able to feel her energy if she's there. And that would answer your question. Is she avoiding the bed pillow because Myla's there or are they doing it out of respect? And that'll give you your answer by being able to feel her energy and see if, in fact, she is there. I will do that. Is there any other place that you feel that they need to understand that she's passed? That was the one spot that was that was hers. And uh, that is the only thing that I've noticed that they do tend to avoid in, in the house, at least at this point. So uh, I'll definitely give that a shot, see what happens. I think it'll be interesting to see that as when you go get your new puppy, it'll be interesting to see how quickly they integrate her soul into the pack and whether they will require her as a puppy, since they will be teaching her, to stay off of the sacred articles and out of the crate. But my sense is, because puppy was chosen, that uh, Mariah's just going to come walking in there, knock down in the crate and go, hey, guys, how you doing? (laughs) And go over on the pillow and go, thank you for keeping this for me. So I hope that you'll give us a follow-up of how Miss Mariah is going to come in there and uh, straighten everybody out with uh, what they've been walking around and not getting near. I will do you think let it, you know how that comes out. I definitely want to know that. When you see this all occurring, what do you feel most of all, Bill, if you were going to share with everybody who's listening out there, what would you say to them to help them help their pets with depression? I would say first thing, uh, 
lot of TLC for the ones that are still there. I think that kind of goes without saying. But I think one of the biggest things, too, is to know your pet well enough where you can kind of sense when it's time to get them to the vet, where it goes beyond being a grieving period like it did with the one that's on antidepressants. Pay close attention and uh, get them in there. And the vets are smart enough. They'll know whether antidepressants are needed or if this is just a normal part of the process. I'm taking nothing for granted with these three girls. The four of them were so close, it was I don't know, it was uncanny. They were all kind of joined at the hip, and uh, you just got to pay close attention to the ones that are still here. Love them and uh, get them in for help when you even remotely think that they need it. And that's hard to do when you're grieving yourself. So when you say that's what you would recommend, people, listen carefully. We know your heart is torn to shreds. And it's going to be hard for you to do this, but it's the best thing to do to keep the family as cohesive as possible and as far out of ongoing depression as possible. And I know that some of you may not be able to do that because you're grieving so hard to be able to sit and give everybody else attention because you're basically trying just to keep yourself together. And I think that that is something that how would you suggest, Bill, that they can try and keep themselves together while they give the other pets attention? Because I wouldn't be able to do that. I mean, it's just like, (gasps) you know, you get the rug pulled out from under you. Then how do you take care of everybody else that's there? It was a tough, tough process. Fortunately, I've got a vet where we know each other very, very well. And while I was taking the others in to be checked out and ended up with the antidepressants, I was standing there crying while I was talking to the vet while we were all in there. And uh, she understood. And it's, it's one of those things, let yourself grieve, let yourself cry, like you said, but you still have to take care of the ones that are with you, with the living. And you've just got to, it is hard, but you've got to put them at the front of your mind when you've got multiple pets like we do and that type of thing is going on. What do you think, Frankie? Yes, and I was just saying it was bringing back memories um, for me of like trying to take care of my other pets and while I was grieving for Bear, and it was very difficult, and it was almost like being robotic, like going through the motions and taking care of them, but that's where Bear would come to me, and that was one of my lessons from him is slowing down, being in the present, and paying attention, and that helped me. I did that honoring Bear. I think that's what got me through it. So you're saying you normally wouldn't have slowed down for anybody. You just grieved like crazy. But Bayer was the one who gave you that persuasion to pull yourself together and take care of everybody else. Yes, and to spend the time with them that they needed. It helped pull me out of myself. And I I realized I needed to help them through this, you know, too. Is just I could just sense him saying, you know, they need you be present, you know, be, and that he was there to help me. You know, I could just sense that from him. And especially with Gaia, because they were so close. Just taking her on more walks, spending more time with her, cuddling more with her, a few more treats, and even talking to her about Bear. So kind of visualizing, you know, Bear and what we would be doing now and having him along with us. And I guess it just came to include him. But he, he really, I could feel him... Showing me like this is part of your this is part of why I was there this is part of your lesson you need to slow wow. down and um, you know be present for them so I was quite a mess quite a mess yeah see so I would be did you feel like your dog guided you through any of that or did you just be strong and just cry and keep going Bill no I know that Maya was kind of uh, guiding what I needed to do it was just a feeling that she was there all of the time even though the loss is still still fresh. 
uh, one of the things that we ended up doing at mealtime. I changed the diet to a degree on all of my girls to the stuff that they really, really loved that was normally a snack special thing, you know, trying to trying to comfort them in any possible way that I could. Oh. And uh, now they're hooked on the good stuff, so I'm paying a lot more money for food. <laughs> but uh, it, I do think Maya was there to, to help me out, and I think she still is to a degree. I really think she's communicating with the others now, too, trying to comfort them herself. How can you see that as manifested in your daily life so that other people well, who've never heard of that before go, Oh, that man may be crazy talking like that. Well, if I'm Sally <laughs> listening to this show, because we know you're not, that's what they do. They come back and comfort you. What are some of the signs that they would know that you can explain to those listening that might be something they would look for to know that Maya was, in fact, coming back to help in the household? One of the things that struck us, and this happened, I guess, about three weeks ago, Cheyenne, the other 14-year-old boarder that's on the antidepressants, there was one evening, we were all, all in the living room like normal, and she just woke up, still laying down, but she raised her head and looked like she was just staring off into space. And uh, then after a couple of minutes, she laid back down, then she would get up, and she wandered over, and she looked at the crate again. And then she came back in, and she went sound asleep. And in my mind, that was probably Maya talking to her. Wow. Any other things like that? That's pretty cool. That was the most blatant one, I guess is the way to phrase it, that that we saw. And when you met your new little fluff ball, do you feel like, what were there any signals that she said to you, hey, Mariah's my pick for you? Hers was kind of a miraculous find, uh, which tells me that Maya was pushing me that direction all the time. And I'd like you to share that with folks. Tell them that what you had decided, your time frame, what Mariah Milo's time frame was. I think this is another good sign for those of you who say, my pet died, I'm totally depressed, every family member is depressed, and I'm never going to get a pet again, or at least going to be 10 years. Go ahead and tell them what your dog redirected you. <laughs> well, I had decided that we were probably talking a year or more before I would be ready to bring another one in, but I started online finding border collie breeders around the country and with the thought being that I'd kind of do a background check on all these breeders, see who I wanted to deal with, that type of thing. And one of the breeders that I had contacted, out of the blue, I got online one day and she had emailed me a photo of this absolutely gorgeous little bitty five-day-old red and white border collie. And right then my heart jumped and I was in love. There were tears that came. <laughs> You're easy. I, You're just easy. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> and I kept, my wife looked at her and says, yep, that's her. <laughs> so, okay. And uh, I got on the phone to this breeder right then and there, and I said, okay, that one's ours. And uh, she said, okay, come up and get her in May. There was just no doubt. I didn't even need to look at any, any pictures of any others or talk to any other breeders. But uh, I was didn't think I was ready to see one that soon. I was thinking a year, but apparently they had different ideas and they decided to show me who's boss. Did you have any experiences, Frankie, where your household pets were influenced by Bear Man? Yes, um, because the pecking order really changed, and they were lost for quite a while. I could tell nobody knew who was in charge, and Gaia was trying, and Bear is oversoling my cat, Mac. Okay. He just has now, he acts, in certain instances, he acts like Bear, I always say Bear and Gaia would sidle up to each other, like Pooh and Piglet, how they scoot mm-hmm. beside each other. And none of the other cats did that. That was Bear and Gaia. Well, Mac has done that with Gaia now and started to wash Gaia's ear and her nose. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that is something Bear 
used to do. And um, Mac is laying where Bear used to lay, different spots. And just some things that he's doing is kind of easing things, I think especially for Gaia. But that was the big thing that I've noticed. And, oh, Mac is talking. Mac never talked. Bear never shut up. Don't you love talking cats? <laughs> I do. But now Mac is, like, talking incessantly, and Bear had this double, and Mac never did that. And one day he looked at me in the kitchen, and he says, I'll tell you, the tears came. I said, oh, buddy, wow. So, And I know with him, it's changed his presence a little bit, and the other cats kind of sense that with him. So I think Matt or Bear is, he's back helping getting things in order. There's oh, a, I like that. That's yeah. good. And I think, I really think that that's what's lovely is when you know that their energy has just transitioned, your pet will be right there guiding you to fix your household, as in fill yours with a new fur form, Mr. Bill, and orchestrate more harmony, as Mr. Bear did in your household, Frankie. And I think that's what you have to be open to. And being open is simply the speed bump in your mind of recognizing that the fursuit has left, but the spirit and the force of love is ongoing and never-ending. And I'd like if each of you would give one tip, which you think would be the strongest tip to help anybody who is dealing with pets that are mourning for their past pet or how to handle the whole situation after a new pet. Mine would be let them smell the deceased pet's body if you can so that it repeats the cycle of life. Bill, what would yours be so we can have a takeaway for our listeners today? I guess in our case, it's just so much more attention and time to the ones that are still there, uh, bugging, loving, and also being open enough to know when it might be time to get them to the vet to get some other type of help. And folks, that is real because if it's necessary, medication for a short period of time will make the difference in your household if you do have a pet family. And Miss Bear would say what, Frankie? <laughs> well, and I, th- I think it was paying attention, really paying attention to Gaia and the other kitties. And if Gaia was off somewhere by herself or under the bed, to really stop what I was doing and go in. And I would practically crawl under the bed to touch her and talk with her and tell her I understood and, you know, to get her to come out from under the bed and then to do something happy. Like we would take a walk or I would get her toy out and try to help her change that around. But I think the biggest thing is just to be aware of the change in them and what has changed. And don't really walk around as if pets don't have depression or grieve either. Because a lot of people say, ah, they're just pets. They're not going to grieve or they're not going to have depression. Yeah, and to be, I think for me to be a little more patient, like there were times that I was just like, oh, Gaia, you know, why? And when I would say why, I'm like, okay, I know why. I'm sorry. And just take the time. Like you're grieving too. I understand some of her behaviors. So I think, yeah, just understanding and being aware that they are going through it too. I think that we are very blessed to have both of your opinions today. And I thank each of you for taking your time to share so that other people dealing with pet family members' depression will learn from what you've learned. And I hope that our listeners will join us in our group, if you will, and ask your own question. Frankie is our resident bereavement counselor, and she works with hospice, so she's professional at it. And Bill is just an absolute gentleman to take his time and for his wife to allow him to share their stories today. 
away, and he's going to be up sharing his new little puppy picture soon after his trip to Iowa. And we want everyone to know that there's kindred folks out there that we want to hear how you feel. We're not going to tell you you're crazy. We have a pet blog with lots and lots of information and articles. It's called reincarnationblogspot.com. You can come to our YouTube videos that we answer questions every week. And our group is on a daily basis, if not more. And we thank everybody for listening. And I hope that this will help heal your heart. And we thank each of you today. Frankie and Bill for participating to help heal hearts. And that's our job. So stay tuned next week and look for the archives if you miss your subject or tell me about it. Brent at PetLifeRadio.com and maybe we'll do a show on something that we've missed. Thank you for listening. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.